0: The less casual gaming, you
1: Thoughtless Casual Gaming, the podcast where we take on the world of games with reckless abandon and zero strategy. Join us as we stumble our way through classic and new games, making question- questionable decisions and occasionally remembering to read the rules. We're not here to win, we're here to have a good time and to make you laugh along the way. So grab a drink, gather some friends, and get ready for some hilarious game shenanigans. This is thoughtless casual gaming where we play board games badly and have fun doing it. What I don't the know, fuck I was this, that? No. It's, it's, too, it's too wordy. I got uh, I got an AI to write an intro and my God it's a mouthful. <laughs> this is
0: great. We have to do a new one every episode now. <laughs> I'll
1: just come up with uh, I'll just do random shit. You know, it doesn't need to be games. It can be Oh I can come up with a dodgy
0: podcast intro. Yeah. It sounded yeah, it sounded like the terrifying bit is it actually sounded like a lot of podcast intros. <laughs> Probably is. That is yeah. AI is both amazing and terrifying. It's it's scary stuff. I love it.
1: Anyway, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then
0: talk shit about them. That's much. Better. See? <laughs> See, and that's why AI, that is why Skynet will never happen, because it can't do that. Get to the fucking point, Skynet. No, oh, it'll, it'll probably happen. It'll just, you know, kill us with boredom as it to-
1: talks to us in long, elongated sentences. Which,
0: incidentally, is probably the whole point of this podcast, isn't it? Which, incidentally, is literally the opposite of my job. It's just the best. <laughs> I love <them. laughs> Anyway,
1: look, we put out an episode,
0: was it last week? It's It hasn't been long since the last episode. No, it's been, been fast. Like, what is this? I know, right?
1: Thing is, we've got a lot of games to play. And time-wise, not an awful lot of time. But some of us are on leave now and have a bit of time. So we will be getting some of these games in, as much as I can drag you along to anyway. I am I am a draggable person, Excellent. basically. We we have lots of things to to go through. We have games sitting there waiting. We have the boys. We have uh gotta sit through and get through Batman Dark Knight Returns, there is uh, Marvel United stuff to play, there is Marvel Zombies coming, I've got DC Deck Builder coming, we've got a lot of stuff.
0: So, so many games. Why don't we just talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) We should start a podcast where we We play games badly because it looks like it's us and then just talk shit sometimes about them. That'd be a great idea for a podcast. No, I don't don't think so. I think it'd be a shit podcast. Nobody would listen to it. It'd be a shit podcast, but it's a great idea for a podcast.
1: (laughs) If we had maybe if we outsource the hosting to somebody else, somebody capable
0: it would be a good podcast. I mean, it's effectively the, 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 there's any number of pseudo celebrity channels that play games. If we could find us some pseudo celebrities, like some B, D, you know, E, F graders, I'd take H graders. What if we just get
1: the, the AI to write it all? And can we get AI to say it? I'm gonna look into that.
0: If not, you could just throw it into like you know Siri or something and say Siri, read this. Um, that would be glorious. Yep. All right, that's the next step. Get ready for that, people. I have actually seen, just on a side note, people getting AI to write army lists. Oh really? Yeah, for uh, games. And does it work? Well, it, it it writes them. I'm not sure how accurate they are because they're not for <laughs> games I play, but. It will literally, and then it will give you the army list and, you know, an idea of how to play it in a little, just writes it for you.
1: <laughs> can, can you go to a tournament with one of these lists and go, right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on two secs. I'm going to scroll down. What's the next move? <laughs> it's telling me to move all my guys to the
0: left, but you've shot them all. Anyway. Who knew that the uh, the, uh, the AI was written by Beyonce. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so I've gotten a couple of games in recently. How about you? You have a couple more than me. All right. No, I think I think this is going to be a Brett-heavy episode, so just be warned. Yeah, you can tune and out now. Vaguely relieved. <laughs> we did get a
1: couple of games of Masters of the University last night. Uh, we're going to play one or two more, and then we're going to bring you a dedicated episode for that don't forget about the giveaway that we've got going because after playing it definitely worth getting
0: on board that oh my god i'm so glad i backed it now yes i know i know it's literally two minutes down the road at your house but i'm so glad i have my very own and it is legitimately i'm getting off track again but it the dilemma about wanting them painted but not wanting to paint them Well, you've got a copy. I've got a copy.
1: You could paint yours. I know you don't want to. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's right there. There's (laughs) literally 50% of that statement that is no longer. Well,
1: 50% is done, is sorted. It's just the other 50% you need to take care of. Yeah. Look, there's a couple of rocks in it. You paint the rocks.
0: But they're not the bits I care about. (laughs) The little, the little cringer cover is he's here. Anyway,
1: yeah, anyway, there
0: is a whole other episode for this coming,
1: coming for soon.
0: now. We are not talking about Masters.
1: No, we have a couple of other board games to go through. I have played a couple in the last couple of weeks, uh, most of them with a collection of all my friends. So a lot of solo games. Um, but... I just wanted to run through a couple of them. We have had questions and people have been curious about some of these, especially on our Discord. So if you're in our Discord, some of those answers will be done tonight. If you're not in our Discord, you can jump in our Discord and ask us questions, and eventually we may get round to talking about
0: what you want. Yeah, to be clear, most of these questions were asked in 2021. (laughs) We're not uh we're not good with the time management
1: but we will get there. <laughs> anyway, first game I played and this one this is one I picked up from work because I just liked the look of it. The style of it looked really good. The cover was very intriguing and I went home, watched a couple of YouTube videos and went, "Yeah, I think I can get on that." And this one's called The Night Cage. So, just as a bit of an explanation, just going to read the description straight off Board Game Geek. But you awaken in the dark, your skin cold, your mind blank. It sounds like any other day to me. You have nothing but your fear, a flickering candle, and a question How long will Wait.
0: your light last? I finally have a candle. I mean, the rest of it is just business as usual. (laughs) Yes.
1: Trapped and crawling your way through a pitch-black labyrinth, equipped with nothing but dim candles, you must work together to explore the maze and escape. Unfortunately, your weak candlelight illuminates only your immediate surroundings. We're still horrifying wax eaters. Monsters who despise the light lurk in the suffocating darkness for their opportunity to strike. This is way more exciting than just jumping in and playing. Now I know. <laughs> now I know what the theme of the game is. The Night Cage is a fully cooperative, horror-themed tile placement game that traps one to five lost souls within the un- unnatural labyrinth of eternal darkness. To win, players must each collect a key, find a gate, and escape as a group. Escape won't be easy, as each player's visibility is limited by the weak light of their candle. They illuminate only tiles directly connecting to their own and when players move, tiles that fall into darkness are removed from the game. Doubling back the way you came only opens new paths; the old ones being lost forever. With critical keys and gates vanishing if your light, if your light move away from them, moves. Yeah. Anyway, this is, like it says, one to five players. I have played this by myself. There are basically two options, two sides of the board, um, and one for four players, one for five players. So if you're playing one player, you're controlling four characters. Two players, two characters each, and so on and so forth. It's it's an interesting game because the, the whole candle and tile process, You all four characters or five. We'll, I'll just say four from now on. Uh, we'll start on a starting uh, tile which illuminates to two different areas and those areas you're basically drawing a tile for and the first couple can be like T intersections, crossroads or just corridors. Some of these tiles once you step on it, if you step off it'll fall into a pit And you basically have to make your way around, find these keys, get one key per player, and then find an escape and get out. If you come across monsters, the monsters only attack when somebody moves in their line of sight. So they're usually at a crossroads. So what you'll get is, you know, if you'll quite often spawn these monsters where you've got two people in the way and one will move off and the other one will get hit what happens when you get hit is you've got a pile of tiles that you're slowly working your way through if you get hit by a monster your candle is snuffed out so you can no longer see one tile ahead of you in each direction you can only see the tile you're on and you lose three tiles from that stack and when that stack runs out tiles start disappearing a lot quicker it's it's a decent game. I'm not 100% sure if I'm playing it correctly yet because I've played about 4 or 5 games, I played another one today and I have been successful in all of them. I'm basically playing, playing on the basic level, but and a lot of those games have been close, like the one today came down to me jumping on the tile at the last possible minute to get everybody out. But even so, I feel like I perhaps should have lost by now. So it might be a matter of me actually referring to the rule book properly. Overrated. Yeah, I know. YouTube's really good for this sort of stuff. I can just tune into a video and go, right.
0: Yeah. I, I'm never learning how to play a game from a rule book again. Like, that shit is too hard.
1: With Masters last night, I literally watched a couple of YouTube videos and then di- we dived into it and I was like, I had to look up th- special things on the in the rule book, but apart from that,
0: but that's what the rule book should be there for. It's not a learn how to play book. It is a reference. I need to know what happens in this instance. Let us check. True, 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 true.
1: Anyway, Night Cage, decent game, decent game, a lot of fun, um, and one of those games that you can play by yourself or you can play if you have friends.
0: Or you can play by yourself, Mike, like I did. And I mean, some, like sometimes friends, and we'll call them friends, right? We'll say friends, right? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they expect you to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> Playing solo, none of that. <laughs> none of that nonsense. Or just clothes in general. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Look, it, it's... I like the tile aspect. The, the fact that you know a lot of these tiles too will fall away into pits as well, so they'll block your way off. Monsters. If you happen to get into a bad scenario where you've got two or three monsters, sort of not in a row, but like that can see each other. Once one of them gets set off, then all of them get set off. Set off. So in the game today, I had three people hit at once by the monsters, and that was like nine tiles gone from the stack. And if those tiles happen to be the ones you need, like the keys and the, the escape, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But, yeah, good fun, good fun. I'll have to get you onto it.
0: No, I, I dig it. I actually, I just really like that whole concept of you just there, and you've got a candle, and you can only see this far, and you kind of just have to take a step and go, fuck, what's next? Mm-hmm. There's fuck, a
1: real... There's a real strategy to it too as well. So you might be able to see the tile in front of you and it's a crossroads, right? So you step into it, you're going to be drawing three tiles one at a time to put on those other three exits. But there's that real strategy of going, okay, well, this tile is a T-intersection. Do I put it here? Like, what if the next one's a monster, how am I going to be able to move off and not have somebody else in the line of fire if I move this character off and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So there's, there's a lot of strategy as to where you place them and you know which direction you're going. You can stand in one spot uh, with any of your characters and they gain uh, like resolve, which you can use to do other things later on in the game, but you also lose a tile from the pile each time that you do that. And all these
0: tiles are like just, you, you mix them up at the start of the game. And, yeah, okay. So, so it could be d- important, it could not be. It could be yeah. good, it could be bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: One of those times when I got hit by a monster's day, three tiles that I took away, two of them were other monsters. So that was not necessarily a bad thing. It just limited my moving for a little yeah. while.
0: But it's that real balance between giving you an immersive kind of atmospheric experience and give doing the brain tickling yep. and the actual the strategy piece as well. So that's, yeah. that's juicy. Yeah
1: definitely took a bit of thought. Uh the next one I got again one that showed up at work and I got very interested in the idea of it. This is this is another solo game. This is only solo and it's called Final Girl. So again Just running on this, playing on a famous horror movie trope, Final Girl is a solitaire-only game that puts the player in the shoes of a female protagonist who must kill the slasher if she wants to survive. The core box, when combined with one of our feature film boxes, has everything you need to play the game. Each feature film box contains a unique killer and iconic location. And the more feature films you have, the more killer location combinations you can experience. In game terms, it shares similarities. Blah, 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 blah. You can choose from multiple characters when picking somebody to play and multiple killers when picking somebody to play against. Killers and locations each have their own specific terror cards which will be shuffled together to create a unique experience with various combinations of scenarios for you to play. This is one... Uh, Doomy in one of our comments on Facebook actually asked us to, to look into this. And I had been curious before he asked that, but sort of the idea of the game itself, I looked into it, again, looked into it in a bit of depth on YouTube and whatnot before I, I jumped in and bought it. It's a very interesting concept. So you've got the core box, which in any other game is the game,
0: yes. right? This is exactly what I, if I were to play the game, I go and buy the game box.
1: Yes. And then you buy expansions to increase that
0: experience, right? Add extra That's bits the term expansion. That it yes. expands on. Yeah. Uh,
1: but these are scenario boxes. So the mm-hmm. core box comes with all the, the bits and pieces that you need to play the game. Mm-hmm. Apart from the game itself.
0: So you actually have to buy a scenario to have a bag in yes. an a location and that is cheeky as fuck.
1: It is very cheeky, but it kind of works.
0: I mean, it kind of works, yes, but it also could come with, the core box just needs to come with, package it with a scenario. <laughs> one scenario, yes. Agreed. Make agreed. it a shit one. Like, pick a pick a really shitty guy and just... I don't who, know. who would be your choice for shitty horror guy? Oh, oh shit! I think I didn't think this far ahead. Um, <laughs> Maybe the the scream ghost or somebody, somebody he's, stupid. He's terrible. <laughs> how he how he didn't just get a baseball batted in the first movie? I don't fucking know. But anyway, um, that's because there were two of them. I don't care. <laughs> just, <laughs> Silly. Um, Campbell, I'm disappointed in you.
1: Uh, look, it this is an interesting game. It's interesting how they've done the core box and the scenario. So, you definitely need a scenario and a core box box to play. There is no way around that, but they're not overly expensive. So, each Mm -hmm. one's about 30, 33 bucks, right? And so, the core box gives you. You yeah, have the dice, all the little tokens, um, bits and pieces, a couple of cards, uh, the tracker for basically your health and, and the horror level. So as things happen, the horror level can increase or decrease depending on what's going on. The horror level basically determines how many dice you're rolling for any sort of tests or anything you're trying to do. So the more scary it is, the less dice you're rolling, which really makes a difference. Because these dice, they're basically six-sided dice. Two of them are successes, two of them are fails, and two of them can be successes if you want them to be. In which case, you need to discard cards from your hand, which you have a limited hand, and you need to discard two cards for each one of those you want to turn into a success. So then that becomes the, oh, crap, well, I kind of wanted this card and I I can get rid of this. I don't need to search at the moment because I'm not in the search area or, you know, that sort of decision-making about how.
0: Resource management is always good. Yeah. Like it's that, you know, balance. So I I need to rob Peter to pay Paul. Mm. And this
1: is is from all things that I've read. This is meant to be a difficult game. It's not meant to be one that you, you do easily and, and then obviously forget about and move on to the next game sort of thing so but I I got intrigued and I picked up the core box and I picked up the carnival which has like a sort of puppet mastered guy and he's got puppets and traps and all sorts of stuff and I like I went yeah look he he's more fitting with my personality and and the kind of things I like so let's grab him then proceeded to watch a couple of YouTube videos and read some more articles, which then said that he was one of the harder ones. I went, ah, shit. (laughs) This is meant to be a hard game. Do I really want to you know, limit myself and, get out yeah. and give myself
0: a hard time to start off with. I'm already playing solo. How hard do I want to fuck myself is yes. the question you're asking. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it turns out I didn't want to do that too much. So I went back the next day at work Change. and I bought two more. bought two more. I like easy mode. Like there were many times I'd come home after a hard day at work or whatever and I'd just play Quake three team arena on God mode and just annihilate shit. That that was my release. I like it a little bit easier. I don't mind a hard game every so often, but it's, it's not my game of choice, let's say. So I bought, what did I buy? I bought the basic one. the, The one that they suggest is the easiest one, which is camp happy trails, which is basically, you know, Halloween. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a guy called Hans. He's the butcher. He likes to eat people. He's got a shitload of health, but, you know, there's no special rules. There's no special actions.
0: He just walks around. He minces some people. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Stops for a snack,
0: all that sort of stuff. Standard slasher.
1: Yeah. So I bought that. And I also bought another one because I'm a sucker. And I bought the the Freddy Krueger light or whatever, yeah, the, the, the dummy Freddy Krueger thing that they've got going. So there's a couple of them. So there's that. There's the carnival one. There is like a, a voodoo type character. There's a ghost, a poltergeist type one. There is another couple coming as well. One is based off the thing, the movie, mm-hmm. the thing. And the other one, which I'm really intrigued by, is based off the first alien film. So I think that could be kind of cool, Uh, but these scenario boxes—the way they work—they've got all the items for that that location. They've got the terror cards for the character that you're up against. They come with two girls who have different abilities and different health. And the box itself kind of looks like an old VHS box, and the covers both sides. Of the cover are magnetic and they just come off, and one of them is your health tracker and your tracker for the the evil horror guy. And the other side is the map. And you're drawing a your card, you're drawing various different cards, shuffling cards and drawing them, and like your scenario, you'll draw one card for that, and that'll tell you where you start on this map, and where your killer starts, and where there are various other victims on the map. So it's got that variety there. The two I've played it twice now, and the two games I played, like there were it was even the the starting characters and where they were was quite different. So made for a different sort of style of game. So, first time I played it, not really knowing what I was doing. I played a chick called Laura who she her card She can save six of these victims and you basically just wander up, say, hey, come with me if you want to live and take them to an exit and two of them will follow you at any one time. So if she saves six, each one of those six will give her a bonus and you can choose what that bonus is. So you can only choose it once, but you might get to move an extra space. You might get to get an extra health, uh, things like that. And then when she's saved six, you flip her over and she's got an awesome special ability. Same sort of thing with all the different final goals. They just have different abilities and different numbers of people that they need to save. Mm -hmm. So I needed six to flip her over. I saved five, which I thought was a good effort because the event card, the first event card that I flipped over meant that these people were idiots and only one of them would follow me
0: at any given time. Idiots. Yeah, I mean, typical of a horror movie. Yes,
1: so, very. I mean, it's it's very thematic, for sure.
0: Or actually, just just taking a step back, I did really enjoy that when I saw the box, and you literally just ripped the first sort of side and back off and that was one half of it. And then, and then you're at the other side and the front off and that was the other half, the whole lot just magnetized together. It was really clever packaging. The whole thing <laughs> looked very pretty. Like it does. That, actual draw card. Like that was, that was smart. And I, the other piece I've only just kind of picked up on and I've said it a couple of times is that effectively when you buy the scenario, you get a location, you get a bad guy and you get a couple of good guys and you can mix the bad guy yes. and the locations and the good guys, which gives you more variety every time. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's no reason why I couldn't say play Hans on the carnival.
0: Yeah. or Public yeah. camp, happy trails. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So
1: anyway, I thought I was doing quite well. I was making my way through the <laughs> killer Hans. He was, he was not hungry. Like he had had quite enough to eat because he was killing people left, right, and center. And his bloodlust tracker was going up, which meant that he moved faster and he got his special abilities and, you know, he did more damage. And all of a sudden, that was it. That was game over because he just trundled into my square and attacked me twice and completely decimated me. <laughs> and i hadn't even hit him not once so not a single health had been taken away from this guy and that was the end of the game and i thought yeah okay
0: and this was the easy one that you bought because this the was the easy one, one. Yeah. yes
1: okay so yeah mm-hmm. i enjoyed it i had fun but it was i i let him However, however I was playing that game, I let him get away with murder because literally literally, yeah, he slaughtered these people. He got big and tough and strong. And then I was just this poor little girl and I only had like five health, I think. And one more of the aspect of the game. Like, so he's got 12. I've got five. Your last one. Bit of health. When you get down to your last bit of health, or when the killer is on the, his last bit of health, you roll an extra dice for anything that you're trying to do.
0: It's yeah, the, the adrenaline dice, yeah, the old, the old of, des-
1: desperation dice, exactly. Kind of cool. And so you've got you've got these little heart tokens which show your health. which are way too
0: adorable for actual know, right? wounds taken.
1: <laughs> they're little hearts, they're cute. But the last bit of health on both yours and the killer's uh, health tracks is a cardboard token, all right? And you take all these cardboard tokens into a pile at the start of the game and you mix them all up and then you put a random one on yours, random one on your opponent's. And these are like that old trope that's in every bloody movie where the killer is like shot five times in the face and then sits up, you know. When you get to that last bit of health and you take that last bit of health away, you flip it over and it might have extra health. In which case you or the killer are coming back for like one more go. Right. Uh, in my case, no, no, I had no extra health. I was definitely dead. And that was the end of that game. The second time I played it, I cheated. A, no, 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 okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did not cheat, but I played the other girl from the base from the first set. So her name was Rico, Rico. Yeah. She had a bit more health. I think she had 6 health, mm-hmm. and she only needed 5 people to flip over.
0: I mean, this sounds like a win already.
1: Yes. Yeah, so her ability was a bit more targeted, her special ability was a bit more targeted towards actually being in the same square. It was basically, you know, if the killer's within two squares, you can automatically go to his square for no cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and with all of with these, your time management is, is there's a uh, tracker for the time and it starts on six every turn. And that's your... Time. So you'll roll dice to try and do things by playing specific cards and whether you're successful or not, that time marker might go down or it might go up in, in rare instances. And when you decide that you finish your turn, that's the the time that's left is what you use to buy the cards for the next round.
0: I really like that again going back to kind of the the aesthetic and the atmosphere, right? In that, that horror movie concept of you're panicking and you're fumbling and you're trying to do a mm-hmm. thing and it's just taking that little bit longer because you're panicking and you're not thinking hundred percent clearly and you can kind of see how that time is a resource because if you can actually just focus and do the thing that you want to do, we get out faster. It's but it's if- really on on point with
1: the theme. Like everything about this game makes you feel like you're in a horror film. Mm-hmm. Anyway. This event, the first event, I I pulled out because you'll you'll at various times you will pull out new event cards, and you could have th- you know, three of them going at once. So, whereas in the first game I had one that would only allow me to save one person at a time, this one added like six new victims onto the board, six more potential feasts for Hans. But more victims meant that I had more people close to me. So by Mm. turn two, through some awesome rolling and and uh,
0: strategic genius, just say it. Yeah,
1: no, I was. I knew what to focus on here, and that's. Not a pun because there is a card that is called Focus, which is something that you, if you're playing, you want to do that as soon as possible because that can reduce that horror track down and eventually, hopefully, give you three dice every time you're rolling a dice, which makes a hell of a difference. So, within the second by the end of the second turn, I had saved four of those people. Okay, so we're looking good, Mm -hmm. looking good. Uh, by the end of the game, Hans had killed three people
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i had saved nine so that five just flipped me over to the other side each other one after that was giving me extra time that i could use to spend on cards and stuff like that and yeah i took him down and he did not have any extra health and uh, he even got extra health halfway through the game by getting some special ability which let him move faster and get more health. Uh, So I did 14 damage
0: to him all up and and won that one. So, yeah, go me. So the lesson here is Laura was a dud? I don't think so.
1: (laughs) I don't think Laura was a dud. I think I was a dud.
0: Uh, I was talking about the lesson. That implies you're learning something new.
1: No, well, true. there's <laughs> nothing new about me being a dud, is there? Ah, dear. But I think, I think I'd think i worked out how to... The sooner you get that, you know, if you can get to three dice and you're rolling three dice on things and you can keep that horror sort of track. I was lucky, a lot of the, the terror cards, because you're basically turning over a terror card every time he activates, and a lot of them will increase the horror track. Whereas the ones that I had randomly chosen didn't seem to do that an awful Mm -hmm. lot, which meant that I was able to keep the horror track down and keep rolling three dice for the majority of the game, I think. So that made things a hell of a lot easier. The other kind of cool thing that they do is that each scenario gives you a little envelope which basically says, do not open until you have beaten the game as this character. So I got to open that little envelope for Rico, and what that gave me is a specialized Rico's Axe card, which I can add into the the items that I can possibly find if I'm playing as Rico again, which is kind of cool. So I'm guessing there's a similar sort of card for each character that you
0: yeah that's kind of
1: fun open that envelope
0: for i i I like the reward from actually for actually winning with a character too like that yes yeah
1: it would be kind of cool i i don't know I, i kind of like the idea of it being usable by anyone so that you know once you've beaten the game you can you can add a whole heap of cool items into the game but Also, that could make it a little bit too easy. Yeah. So, anyway, Final Girl and Night Cage, both decent games. Both ones I will be playing again. That's a win. Yeah, so quite happy about that and quite happy about the fact that I enjoyed both of my games of Final Girl considering I'd already bought the core, bo- core box and three expansions for it. So.
0: <laughs> I bought the core box, realized I couldn't play the game, had to go back and buy another expansion. <laughs> no, no, I,
1: di- I did realize that. So it does say it all over the, the paperwork. This is, you need a scenario box. And on the scenario box, you need the core box.
0: <laughs> Somebody is still going to make that purchase. Somebody you know is I mean. not going to read that at all. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but yes, both... Really enjoyable and both really cool games because I could play them by myself. I'm not, I haven't really ever been a solo game player. Um, I think I said at the start of the episode, I've got Batman Dark Knight Returns to play and that is definitely a solo game. So that's been sitting in my cupboard for ages, but I might have to break
0: that out soon. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I don't think I've ever played apart from trying to learn a game Mm-hmm. So occasionally you'll, you'll you'll pull a game out and be like, well, I'm just going to try and work out how this works because I, that way I can play it with somebody. Yep. I think that's the only instance I've actually played something solo. It was fun. it was kind of fun,
1: like, and both of them. I mean, Final Girl takes a little bit of setup because you are obviously choosing the scenario, choosing the person you want to be, choosing the, the killer. Then you're taking all the Killers, terror cards, shuffling them into a pile and making a pile of 10 for the actual game. You're shuffling the scenarios and taking one, and that's your um, where everybody is. You are taking all the items, shuffling them together, and then dealing out three lots of four for those. So there's a lot of take this pile of cards, shuffle them, yeah, put X amount here sort of thing. So there's a bit of setup I mean, for that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Night Cages is pretty simple setup because you're basically just taking specific tiles out and then shuffling all the other ones together and putting them in this
0: kind of cool little candle type holder that you just draw out of. It's, uh, it's just such a because I'm sitting here thinking right. So I can't think of ever playing a game solo, but I've quite happily sat down, Xbox controller in hand, and played through a game or. Yeah, there's legitimately no difference, but it's never been something that I've even thought about. Hmm. This is, yeah, this is just... I, I hadn't thought of
1: the similarities there, but you're right. 90% of the Xbox games I do play are, are solo
0: games. Yeah. They just don't involve the, the manualness. I'm not sure why that change. It doesn't change anything fundamentally. <laughs> I mean, it just spoon-feeds you the... The, all the stuff that you need to maybe use your brain for. Yes. But, all right. It's intriguing. Is, mm. Look, look at that.
1: Us making us think. I was about, about to say making you think, but I don't think anybody oh, actually at listening. Whoa, <laughs> yes. whoa. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they probably already knew that. Uh, last game I have played is, I have talked about it before, but we've been, a group of us have been making our way through Hero Quest. So the original Hero Quest box comes with 14 quests, which you kind of do as a campaign type thing. Mm-hmm. And we are up to Quest 14, which we played last week. And Quest 13, so Quest 12. Basically, introduces you to this guy. I think he was like called the Witch King or something very hero know, questy, un- unoriginal
0: sort of yeah. thing. Uh, but I mean, that introduced, could, yeah. I uh, mean, um, he could have taken the Mattel version, it could be Witch King or, or... <laughs> <laughs> King O. <King-o. laughs>
1: You're still thinking about masters. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, big bad guy, right? So we met him in quest 12. We attempted to hit him and then we realized that none of our weapons would actually hurt him. So we ran away. Quest 13 sends you on the quest to find the magical spirit blade, which is the only thing that can harm this guy. It's like it was
0: planned.
1: I know, right? Quest 14 pits you, having found this spirit blade, up against this big bad guy. And we went in, so four of us, we've been playing this for 14 sessions, right?
0: I was going to say, so if you've been doing basically one session a week, fortnight, but basically one game or mm-hmm. one scenario. So it's been going on a while. It has. I think there's been once or twice
1: maybe that we played two in a row. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's been going on for a while. And, and there are numerous expansions to Hero Quest, and I think they've all got about 14 quests in each of those as well so there's a a lot more hero questing to be done now the problem with where we were is we're at quest 14 and majority of us are using characters that we've used for at least quite a few quests already my barbarian i've been using since quest one and I think I I subbed him out for a night about halfway through the quest to see what the knight did, and then I went back to the Barbarian because he had some decent equipment by that stage. He never died throughout the campaign, so he had all his equipment. And the Barbarian starts off throwing two dice for attack. Sorry, three dice for attack, two dice for defense. I found some magical armor at one point. I had a a helmet on, I even bought a shield for this adventure so my defense was now up to 6 dice and I was rolling 4 dice in attack against anything undead with this spirit blade. I also had a battle axe which would reduce my uh, defense down by 1 dice but allow me to hit anything for 4 dice but the last mission was all undead So I didn't need to do that. So I'm rolling four dice in attack, six dice in defense. I've got an extra point of mind from some other mystical thing I found, which helped me get out of spells when spells were cast on me. It was, and that's just me. Like the rest of us have spent money and and bought stuff and have decent equipment and various different things. And we're all fairly beefy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got through about half the the dungeon, and the good thing about Hero Quest is it's the same board. It's just where the doors are changes from quest to quest, and where you start changes. And it's it's really cool There's how r- they've done this.
0: Real sense of deja vu though, working yes. through the dungeon. <laughs> yes, he's glitching the matrix material. Yeah, But, uh yeah, so we're
1: all fairly beefy and we found this guy and I started attacking him and he cast a spell on me, which meant that he took control of me until I was able to get out of it. So I started attacking the party for one round and then I successfully rolled what I needed to and broke that spell. And then he cast fear on me, which meant that I would only be rolling one dice in the attack. And that lasted a bit longer than I had hoped it would. Uh, but I still managed to hit him for one point of damage <laughs> during that time. Yep, just poking him. He was rolling six dice in defense. My one dice went through his six dice of defense at one point. <laughs> anyway, broke that. Eventually, he feared me again. But by this stage, we had him sort of... He'd run away, and we trapped him in this room. And we, were, we had killed off all the lackeys that he had near him. And we were just encircling him. And then one of us, pretty sure, yeah, it must have been Alice, came up with the idea, why don't you just give me the sword? I'm like, well, I could do that. I could pass it to you. You can hit him. You're not feared. (laughs) And then we got it to a point where literally we were one round away from Having this sort of conga line circle running around him wow. with yep, passing a sword from swing person to person. I, yeah.
0: There is such an action movie medley. Yeah, it's a montage scene right here where it's just like hit, throw, catch. Yay. Yep. yeah, yeah,
1: very much. Uh, but by the time we did that, we had killed him and won the game. So <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, it's great fun, absolutely fun. And I think I think with that sort of game too, I think with HeroQuest in general, like it's it should be built to the characters. It should be one guy taking control of the bad guys and sort of acting as a DM.
0: You know, I was about a to game. say, it's kind of D&D light, isn't it? It
1: it's... really is, yeah. So I think it's not necessarily a bad thing that we were beefed up. There wasn't an... Awful lot of challenge with that last mission, and probably should have been.
0: Mm-hmm. But well, you kind of you build up to it, right? Yeah. Expect. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I'm hoping with the expansions that we can. They're not
0: designed
1: to take the characters on from this series mm-hmm. onto the next slide I'm kind of hoping that we can start new characters. Yeah. Start from scratch, see how we go. And one of us sort of take over as the, the game master type role so that the guy that has been playing Mike can actually have a go at playing a character rather than mm-hmm. just controlling all the bad guys which can't seem to do anything to beefed up heroes. He killed quite a few of us early on in the campaign. I think the uh, the dwarf died once. Or twice, and then the the wizard seemed to die like every second night that we did it. I mean, yeah, that's (laughs) which seems fair. Yeah, yeah. So next session, whenever that is, probably in the next fortnight, will be hopefully brand new characters and brand new set of
0: quests. But yeah, it's hero quest. It's fun.
1: That's been my board games.
0: That is. There is so much going on right now. I
1: know, I know. And like I said at the start of the episode, there's so we many s- more that we've s- got to so play.
0: Many. And that's not talking about just the stuff that we keep going. We should play that again. Mm-hmm. Or Look,
1: like, you know, there's
0: more of that as well.
1: Mordheim. Got to get some Mordheim <sighs> in. There's some. We, there's got to be some crisis protocol at some point.
0: Absolutely. I'm getting a little bit, little bit hungry. You, yeah, all those... Uh,
1: was it Adepticon, the previews?
0: Yes. And then, and then, as I said, there was the Ballarat tournament on last week or this weekend, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I'm in a number of different chats that had people going to that. So I was seeing some sort of updates and a lot of people painting stuff the night before and all that kind of stuff. So it was just like, oh, I remember this game. This game was good. I liked this game. <laughs>
1: It was, yeah, needs to be, needs to happen. Things mm-hmm. like Necromunda, We well, haven't played Necromunda yet. It still yet. hasn't
0: happened. I, I, yeah, may have a way to make that happen. Ooh, ooh, exciting. Let's talk about that. Yes, after. done. All right.
1: Uh, let's go into, I've got a couple more things I want to talk about, but let's go into the State that. of world politics, No. I've uh, no. been watching a lot of documentaries recently. Stop was, watching was, documentaries. The truth hurts. Uh, yeah. I finished a five-part one on the uh, Afghan war and 9-11 and all that sort of thing today. No. No. Anyway, let's get into something you can talk about. We've got one day left in the current season of Marvel Snap. <gasps> I didn't
0: How are know you that. you going?
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: even know that. How
1: <laughs> have but you been traveling with that?
0: I Look, I have had fun this season. Um, and look, I do not play this well by any stretch of the imagination. But this season has, I have managed to pick up a few cards that I have been, had played against me a lot over the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. And I finally named them and I'm like, revenge decks. That's Excellent. all I'm building. Mainly involving Wong. Um, Wong is fantastic. So I find, and I only recently got Wong like in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, right, well, now he goes into everything. (laughs) Um, How many things? I literally bought a deck just called Wongers. uh, I just built that, and it's just everything that has fun reveal effects. Wong and Mystique, Excellent. yeah. Oh, the ca- the current uh, featured location
1: too is the one that's <gasps> revealed so twice.
0: Bad. It's got camouflages, yeah. So you do that, and you get Wong and Mystique, and then you just play Gambit and Giggle, and it just—it's <laughs> so much fun. Or has oh. or Luke Cage and Hazmat, and just watch everybody's things decrease by a billion. Yeah. Um, yeah so I've been doing a lot of that kind of fun. So I know I'm probably kicking around at sort of the fifty-five-ish. That's not too level? shabby. Not too shabby.
1: Um, I I got up to like one or two games away from level seventy. Fuck like, yeah! And then just had the worst run
0: in the world. <laughs> it's happened so quickly. You and, climb. Yeah. It's such this gradual kind of oh I'm making oh, I'm making progress. I'm doing, and then it's like you just play. It's just, and I swear it seems to be the time of day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, no, that... <laughs> there are certain times i haven't actually worked out which times but it's just like if i'm at this time it's just i get slammed and then i just stop playing and i come back later that night and i'm like oh this is a lot easier who was i kidding <laughs> uh,
1: i think i got to like level 67 then i dropped down as level 60 and then i got to 69 and now i'm back at 66 yeah right. so i'm not going to get to 70 before what is it, one o'clock tomorrow no. um I've been facing a lot of bloody Shuri decks, I must say. Yeah. It's just getting frustrating. Yeah, Shuri Red Skull, Taskmaster is just the state of play. And I've only managed to do it once. But when I managed to uh, get priority and uh, Shang-Chi, Red Skull, and then Taskmaster comes out and he's got nothing to copy. So he's a
0: zero zero power one. (laughs) I've also a little bit enjoyed. I have a deck that's just there to fuck with people. Um, so it's just anti-tech to everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Gammitage comes out and I bust out this deck and you just play Cosmo. On you, you wait. You wait for Wong to come out and then you play Cosmo and then you giggle. Um,
1: <laughs> it's like, is usually like it could be Mystique played after that
0: as well. That's it. And then, yep. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's that kind of fun. Or you see something come out with like a patriot, and that, and mm-hmm. then just um enchantress straight yeah. after. Or you, you wait for round six, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're they're loaded. They have everything infinitely higher than you because they've done uh, a patriot, uh, and mystique, and a uh, blue marvel, mm-hmm. and then you just put down your enchantress round six and giggle. Yeah, like it's it's. Not a nice way to play, but it's funny. <laughs> I, had, I had the best one the other day because I think he's playing
1: like turn three, I think it was, he played Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right, one of these decks. Mm-hmm. So turn four, he played, uh, what's the name? The chick that is 10 power but reduces everybody by one.
0: Yeah, it's High Flight Mary.
1: Yeah, Typhoid Mary. So he played Typhoid Mary. I had played Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> he retreated. Uh, but yeah. what I've been playing recently is is a whole heap of cards that I, I never thought I would play too much. So I've got this deck with like uh, Mariah Hill and Agent Coulson, mm-hmm. uh, but also Rockslide, Mystique, uh, Darkhawk. Okay, so yeah. it's like a cross Darkhawk... Devil Dinosaur deck, yeah. and so I can quite often have Devil Dinosaur, Darkhawk, and Mystique out at once, and it's it won me a shitload of games all in a row, and then lost a
0: few. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a yeah. lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and I will say I'm still having the most success with just my Lock Thor combo. So Lock Thor, yep. Lock Jaw, and then you just—I mean—you need. Thor and Lady Thor. Yep. And then it's just get and the lock cheap. Up. And lock jaw, And then it's a combination of the cheapest and most expensive cards that you own. Mm-hmm. And then it's just just smush them all in a deck and it just works. Do you know
1: what I've seen? I really want to try it out. I think it'll be, it won't actually work too often. Um, but it's basically, what is it? It's Forge, mm-hmm. then Wong. Mm-hmm. Then Shuri.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then turn six, Odin, and then a zero cost somewhere else. And just buff the shit out of <laughs> That zero cost, like, it becomes, like, best case scenario, like a Kamajtau or something, is like a hundred power thing somewhere <laughs> else. It's ridiculous. Glorious. So, um...
0: Yeah, I've seen that. That's amazing. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I got screwed the other night by um, uh, an Zola venom combo Mm -hmm. on. Is it which one's which? is it Sinister Island where it fills it? Yep. Yeah. So it filled it with venoms. Mm -hmm. Venom ate venom. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. And venom had already done some eating, so Mm -hmm. venom venom then did a bunch of eating, and ate venom a lot, and then dropped. Zola on that, which copied Venom, which ate, ven- and which and it just and then it fast forwarded because it did that for about yes. an hour, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I've got two like hundred and fifty power Venoms. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> that one where it's it Bar Sinister, I think it is. Yeah,
1: but, um, yeah. T- turn two, their Carnage. So you've yeah. got a four point Carnage, right? Yeah, because he doesn't go up each time. He, no. he's only eating one person. And then turn four. Uh, you do Nova mm-hmm. and Venom. Mm-hmm. And so it'll fill the rest of it with Nova and then Venom will come, eat everybody there and then fill the rest with Venom.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he'll keep doubling he just... his power.
1: Yep. And then, yeah, Zola or um, bloody uh, Null. Yeah. Like It's just so much fun coming up with some of these decks. Yeah. I'm currently playing as well a, a deck which is based... Uh, it's not, it's got a couple of options, but the ideal is like if you can get it off, like if you can play Wong on turn three with like Psylocke or something, mm-hmm. or Zabu. So, Zabu turn two, Wong's turn three, Shuri turn four, Nimrod turn five. Mm-hmm. So, Nimrod's like 20 power. Mm-hmm. And then you play Destroyer on the Wong area.
0: <laughs> and it
1: so Destroyer kicks in twice. And then yeah. you've got Nimrods for days. But that deck's also got Black Panther and Zola. So, yeah. so you can always, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now,
0: there's, yeah. there's some awesome stuff
1: there. I'm having so much fun with that.
0: Yeah. But I'm also doing, and this this very much speaks the way that I play war games as well. That, you know, some people can do exactly that. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to put this card and this card and this card together, and they're going to do this, this, this. And all of a sudden, that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very slow burn with these things, whereas I like, I put together an idea and I, and I put in a card and I take out a card and I fuck around for a bit. But it's like that I have a couple of decks now that I have played that much, that they're the ones that I know in every instance kind of what to do Mm -hmm. and what to play. And they're the ones where I know what's left in the deck when I'm halfway through and I'm like, I'm going to play this and then I know I've got this coming and there's this much of a chance that it's going to come out next turn. So so there's literally two halves to that. I feel like it's, There's real funny coming up with a new stupid-ass idea for a deck. I love that. And then there's the, the I just, my safety is I go back to the ones that I've played 8 billion times and I just, I can play Mm -hmm. and it's really like it's comfort food. Yes. there's there's I played one of those today.
1: It was like just an old discard deck that I'd made up years ago, Mm -hmm. (laughs) years, months ago. And, yeah, what did I play? Like turn two was like, um, uh, fuck, M- Morbius, right? And then turn three, the th- third location was Carmital, mm-hmm. and so I played uh, Lady Sif, which mm-hmm. got rid of yeah Apocalypse twice. Yeah, yeah. and then I played um, Swordmaster and Blade, which mm-hmm. got rid of Apocalypse another three times. Yeah, and then I played Hellcow. Mm-hmm. which like by the end of it I was sitting in my hand had like five uh, swarm lords, whatever his name is. Swarm. Yeah, form, yeah. Swarm. Yeah. Uh, five of him and a 32 power apocalypse.
0: <laughs> I, I played one of those today against me mm-hmm. um, and I didn't see it coming at the time. But I knew like I knew they were going to power up apocalypse. I'm like, great, but that's just one. Yep. And they had – uh, Morbius on another one, but they dropped Modoc on Camitage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they had Swarm in hand. Mm-hmm. And they just swarm into swarm into swarm into swarm into swarm. And Morbius just ticked up. Like he just, it was just spinning. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: So many good things. So much fun. Marvel Snap, uh, it's on phones and BlueStacks if you want to play on PC or whatever, but play it on your phone. It's it's a nice free game. You can spend money and get extra stuff for it, but you don't
0: need to. It, I haven't. I literally haven't spent a cent, um, and it's keeping me amused.
1: I buy the season
0: passes every season because mm-hmm. that gives us a new
1: character. It's going to be Hitmonkey next season. Hitmonkey.
0: <gasps> yeah. I, ooh As in tomorrow at 1 o'clock is going to be Hitmonkeys. I'm going to be very angry there are going to be people with Hitmonkeys and I am not one of those people.
1: (laughs) Anyway, last game we want to talk about. Blood Bowl 3. We've threatened this.
0: (laughs) There has been so much, like, pent-up longing for this game. Like this is like a long distance relationship that is finally coming to me home to Rio for the first time in. It's like they moved to South Africa for 12 months and they're coming home now. And you're like, right, I have 12 months of pent up frustration that I'm going (laughs) to unleash.
1: (laughs) So has it been... Like a tidal wave, or has it been like erectile
0: dysfunction? I didn't delete it. Um.
1: (laughs) Something, I suppose. (sighs) There's been an amazing amount of hate at this game. And look, I get it. The game is nowhere near finished. In fact, they're like they're considering this almost the beta, even though they've done a couple of betas already. It
0: feels like it, right? Um, and I think the thing that tapers my rage on this whole thing is the fact that there are a lot of people a lot more angry than I am. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. feel like sometimes when you see that, you know, it's almost like the mirror gets held up and you're like, Oh, that's not really attractive or necessary. Um, Maybe I'll just calm my tits a little. <laughs> see,
1: I, I see Blood Bowl 3 as there's a lot of places it can go, and all of those are good because what it is now is not great. Mm-hmm. But it will get there. <laughs> it will get there. It will eventually be like, they, it's the same company. It can't help it. They, it will eventually be at a Blood Bowl 2 quality, mm-hmm. but it's not yet, which is really weird for you know, the next in the sequence.
0: And, yeah, for how long it's been in development, for how long it's been in beta, for how long, like, uh, I get it, but also I don't get your shit together. Like, and it's, it's things like if you had a really, really polished game with stuff missing, teams missing, you know extra passing funky stats. rules going yep. yeah i mean maybe don't miss the passing stat that's a core rule but if you had the the different um pitch rules missing mm-hmm. if you had the different like all of the the customizable coaches and other shit you could do for teams missing mm-hmm. i wouldn't care um if the base game was really really sort of slick and playable and I think that's my frustration is that there's this is really kind of jack-of-all-trades approach to like they've put in more customization than you had arguably they've put in more um, you know shit you can buy they've put in more pitch rules and funky shit they've put in you know more stuff but that seems to have cost them just quality gameplay it's very strange because, yeah, I mean, where I thought you were going with
1: that is like Blood Bowl 2. You know, you've got this game and you need to update it to the new rules and mm-hmm. add in the new teams and, you know, you make the changes to the some of the skills that have changed, mm-hmm. for example. But you have that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think there was a point that they made around the whole engine it was built on needed. So it was basically a build from scratch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we could just. Take an update, which I get. There was too much to change, and it wasn't going to cope. So, yes, you're building it from scratch, but you're building it from scratch with this archive of knowledge and experience mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but no, fundamentally, my my issue with it is I, I would be happy. Like, I, d- I don't care about a lot of stuff in the game but I want the game to be playable and it is things like, and I'm, I'm playing it on console. I've always played, I have got Blood Bowl 2 on both Xbox and PC just because that's the kind of saddest I am. <laughs> um, but fundamentally by choice, I will play it on the Xbox. It's just preferred PCs aren't for gaming. Um, but um, the controls are just, I get the changes that they've made. I'm okay with the changes that are made, but there is stuff in the interface that is just not intuitive. The fact that when there is only one square to push someone to, the highlighted square doesn't automatically move to that square. Mm-hmm. Irritates the piss out of me. <laughs> like, I why? Think the, th- the thing that gets me is like,
1: like that dice animation, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, the dice animation is quite often you've got the result Mm-hmm. played out on the screen before the dice are even pictured right yep. um but just little things like you know you fail a re-roll with loner or you know any of those sort of skills which means that you don't get to re-roll what you're trying to
0: re-roll but right? it re-rolls the dice but and then gives you the same the result dice. it yeah. gives
1: you the same result but it gives you that animation that that makes sort of implies that it's worked and you've just gotten the same result.
0: I thought for a while that they hadn't put loner into the game, but then I've realised, or you've said, or someone's come up, mm. that I'm just like, oh, no, it's happening. It's just re-rolling the same, the same result, thing. and that's the loner effect. I'm like, well, that's fucking silly. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that isn't. But even just you know navigating to see who's got what skills, is harder than it was. What the weather effect still is, know. is harder. Yeah, I still don't
1: know how to check skills on a character. Uh, apart from memorising every single icon. Which is my
0: preferred go-to, yeah. Oh, look. Um,
1: look, there are things that are coming, and there, there are things that they've done which I don't like. Things like, you know, I, I believe that, like, if you want any of your characters to look different, mm-hmm. you need to buy customized things. Yeah. Like custom arms, custom shoulder pads, custom bodies, all that sort of stuff. But you spend the in-game currency to buy that and you
0: get one of them. They updated that. Did they? Yeah. What did they update it to? I think you actually get, another, like you actually get it for the
1: team now. Okay. Thank God for that because... Yeah, I'd looked into it, and apparently, if your character, your one character with that died, you would get it back to to use it on another character. Yeah. But that was in question for
0: a while. No, I'm pretty yeah, because that was rage about that when it realised that to change your shoulder pad, which is you know fifty cents or whatever, it doesn't matter, but you had to then buy it for every single player in the team if you wanted them to match. Stop it! I've Not bought the answer. item. Yeah, no. Um, so they did. They did change that, and that was one of the patch updates. Okay. Um, so, look, the good news here is they're clearly listening to the excessive amounts of community feedback. I Have fund- you seen some of their posts,
1: though? Like, did you see the sevens
0: one where somebody asked if they were putting in rules for sevens? Oh, yeah, whoever they've got in that. So... When I say they're obviously listening, I'm watching the result of what they're putting in, Mm -hmm. but whoever they have managing their social media account should be fired and never work in social media again. Correct. But it is unacceptable at best. Yeah. For those that didn't see it,
1: the response was sevens was never part of our plan. If you wanted sevens, suck it
0: up and go get a refund basically that was that was literally words to that effect that's not far off of verbatim it was ridiculous Um, Uh, you've
1: got to be fucking kidding me i mean sevens i would love sevens to be in Blood Bowl 3 that'd be the best i'm not gonna you know stop playing it because it's not but to actually respond to somebody who has bought your game and
0: said go and go back and get a refund yeah that is when all i've said is are you going to do this yeah. Yes, no. It's a yes, no question. You can say no. That's a legitimate, that is a 50% of the answer you can give. Um, cheers. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. We haven't got the space. We've got a lot of other shit to fix first. Yeah. Have you seen the game right now? Like, it, <laughs> uh, so look, th- they,
1: are, they are declaring it as almost like a beta because according to their timeline, the real game starts in May when season one comes out. Mm-hmm which is you know new tables and and rankings and new teams so the way they're doing the season is i think it goes for 3 months you can buy the season kind of like a season pass you will get the brand new team that comes with that season pass or you can not buy it and just play through and
0: if you clock in enough
1: Games new, or games, things. you'll get yeah, you'll get that team for it's nothing. an
0: unlockable thing, right? Yeah. You've just got to meet the criteria, whatever the criteria will be. And it's gonna be hard enough that you're just gonna pay the fourteen bucks, whatever the shit it is. Yeah. Um so yeah. That starts I- in May,
1: which is what three months away from when they technically released it. And what they have said is that everyone that's got it, to make up for the shit that's that's been going on, everyone's gonna get that season pass.
0: But also, that's a little bit of the first one's free. Yeah, like there's there's a little bit of that in there. Um, let's let's not pretend it's all all you know high and and mighty and things. Um, you know, I'm so torn. Right in that, I'm still annoyed that the clock doesn't start stop when an animation is happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm on one of the, I'm still using the competitive timer. So it's whatever, you know, two minute turns with a seven minute overflow, whatever it is. It goes quick. It It goes doubly quick when the fucking controller response is nightmare. It goes triply quick when they force animations on stuff and dice rolls and things, and don't stop the clock during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they put the cursor in stupid spots like the other end of the, anyway, um, but I'm still playing it. <laughs> know, right? Right. I'm still here. I'm still racking up XP. I'm still working through after the campaign and there's some multiplayer, like so and all of these things. I
1: haven't played multiplayer yet, but I've got, worked my way through all of the campaign levels and played that first match against Skaven, like, I don't know, maybe a dozen times. Yeah. I've won a game. I've won a game with every single team that's in it
0: currently apart from nobility
1: Uh, nearly said bretonian then
0: same same um whereas i've gone the opposite approach i've made a team for basically every but i am just i my renegades team i'm working through that whole campaign Mm with they are very nice right now It's, it's a very good team should we talk about the star player points? <laughs> what the fuck happened there? I don't know. But all right. So for anyone playing at home, is like, so it, it has the normal star player point progression, right? You do things, you get star player points, and then you can eventually use those to buy skills. That's straight normal. out of 11s. Exactly how it normally works. And then, so I'd finished a match with the Renegades, and I went in because I thought once somebody had done something, so let's go check the team and see if anyone's due for a level up. And every single player was due for not just one level up, but they had automatically been assigned an additional 36 star player points to every single player. And I'm like, oh, Clearly, there's a glitch in the matrix, but I'm absolutely taking advantage of this. And I reassigned, you know, 36 player points for every single player and they all got lots of stuff and everyone was very happy. And I didn't think any more of it. And then I was shouting to you and he's like, oh, did, did this happen to you? And I'm like, oh, wait, that's happened to every team I've built? Because mm-hmm. I didn't check the others. And <laughs> oh, my excited little ass went home that night and I spent a lot of time assigning skills to the point where I literally got bored. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know what? Everyone in this team is getting a stat increase. Let's just do that and see where we end up. <laughs> it was
1: strange. Like I, I loaded it up and I'm like, why is it 36 across the board here? That just seems weird. I'm I? Like, so I started spending them. I'm like, it's working. I'm getting the skills. And, I mean, people have even bitched about that because that those teams now, if they were in a league or were being used multiplayer and had some sort of ranking, that that ranking's gone and those teams can no longer be used or they just got deleted outright. Yeah. So there's, there's anger there. But for, for people like you and me that haven't played multiplayer, I had made up a team for all... Twelve teams, so I've got twelve teams with thirty-six star player points apiece. The only There's one I have team an value. is the an nobility, and um, I did notice that the, that was it. You know, it it cut off there. I've made new teams since; they don't have that extra thirty-six. I did, I did try that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mainly wanted it because I don't want to be playing you know, 36 star player points on everybody against, multiplayer against you, for example, and rather start from scratch. Absolutely. Uh, But also I had a game, my last game, where I'm playing Renegades and the Rat Ogre decided that he was going to fail his animal savagery role and then he was going to fail his pro role on the animal savagery and so he was going to hit the lineman. And then he was going to proceed to kill the lineman that was standing next to him, the 36 (laughs) star player, you know, with block and tackle and like mighty blow or something. And so I went, okay, well, I've got an apothecary. So, in typical Blood Bowl form, you can either have this guy dead or you can have this guy dead. Which one would you like? like, Fuck it. I guess he's dead. So I picked up a thrower to replace him and he's got zero star player points and he's looking very much like a rookie on that team.
0: It does feel like you've just, you know, pushed the work experience kid into the <laughs> It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy's died, so you go on, get in there. But
1: I'm just here to deliver the oranges.
0: <laughs> Water boy on you go, son. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's glorious. So I mean, fundamentally it is more playable than it was on release i got it on release Likewise. i was very very angry on release um they've done enough that it is now playable it's I not good know. but it's not it's playable um i've still had issues where i got angry with it load, trying to find an opponent for a multiplayer game so i was mm-hmm. doing that thing so i just abandoned ship there, went back and played another just campaign game against the AI, and then it proceeded to try and load both games at once. That was a fun little glitch in the matrix. (laughs) And then it flicked between the multiplayer game with another person and the AI game, and it just bounced between them. And it was the weirdest thing in the world, and I just (laughs) turned it off at that point in time, (laughs) walked away. Take the loss in each one. Yeah,
1: (laughs) worth it. We've we've got a Oh no no,
0: a, no, we don't take the loss, we just power off at the power. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like. which
1: is yeah, you know, I mean at least in your multiplayer game, that's gonna Yeah, I don't care about that. Nah. <laughs> we do need to get a multiplayer game in though. We should do that. We should do that soon. Look, it's it's got potential to be everything it should be, which yes. is the second Blood Bowl two.
0: But it's definitely not there at the moment. No. And I think the hard bit is is coming from Blood Bowl 2 that was as refined as it was by the end, mm-hmm. it's just it it feels like so like too far a step backwards.
1: And it shouldn't be a step backwards. Yeah. It should be a step sideways and then moving up. Yeah. Um, but even things like uh like what was the skill that was Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I didn't didn't test this out myself, but I saw a lot of posts about Juggernaut and how Juggernaut did not work and just was not a thing. And yet Juggernaut is a very standard skill and mm-hmm. one that was in Blood Bowl 2. Yeah.
0: And yeah. it hasn't changed. No. Like it's not...
1: It's not Pile Driver or anything. It's anymore.
0: not even a funky one, yeah. No. how no, well...
1: Look... If you've got it, we've got a. we do have an Xbox League set up. I believe there's a, also a PC league. There's a
0: PC league as well that I'm not in because I haven't bought it on two platforms because I'm not that masochistic.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but oh, will yeah,
1: it, details oh, for that oh, are in our Discord for both of those, but were you saying you you will?
0: probably at some stage. When they when they make it good, right? And yep. then I'm gonna want to play against some of the other guys in the Discord. And they're like, well, I only have it on PC and I only have it on Xbox. And unless they actually do cross-platform, which they said they would, but, you know, what year? Let's get Juggernaut
1: fixed first.
0: Yeah. I feel like they've got a a backlog. Um, You know, if that's not coming soon and the game's playable, there's every chance if Steam has a sale. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very true. true. Because it'll be in the NQR bin, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with the odd bunch from, from Woolies and the, uh, the
1: chocolates that aren't quite right. Yeah. Yep, yeah, definitely. Anyway,
0: I think that's about it from us. That's, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games.
1: There's a few things on. Shall we talk about those?
0: There are so many things on, and not even so many, but so many important things. Yes.
1: So, through that I still got there painting... Um, thing on until the 1st
0: of May. So there's a full month left in that. Still uh, in a box. Uh, yeah, mine's out of the box. <gasps> <gasps> He's racing me. Oh, and I was going to race. So, and the fun bit is, so throw the dice thing. Moral of the story is random number generator. You, there's a whole lot of Reaper Bones models. You enter, you roll the dice, you buy the model that it gets allocated to. So it's a random model and you paint that. That's the whole deal, Right. There's a real mix of models, yes. including things like a bookcase and a few things. There's some really nice ones. I'm actually pretty pretty happy with what I've got. I've got pretty solid idea. I think it's going to work good. Um, but there's some stuff in there that I think it'd be ridiculous. And there's also no limit to how many times you can enter. <laughs> You're going to enter more than once. I'm thinking very seriously about trying to race someone to the bookcase. I had the conversation with Jared, who was very excited about the bookcase as well. I'm like, wow, Mm. you've got to paint something before you come in and go again. I'll race you to the book. That's not a rule of the competition, but I feel like you could just buy a lot of stuff. It should be. Um, I I need a second model for the idea that I've got in mind. Maybe... (laughs) I'm sure you could throw them on my base and call it an entry and move on with your life. Yeah, like because I'm I'm
1: going to get that second model. There's one at work that I was looking at, which would do quite nicely. But maybe I maybe I should just buy a second one from Rich. Support your local gaming shop, guys. Especially some of them are doing it tough at the moment. So jump on this it's a bit of fun. Let's 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 all throw. And some. And like I spent eight bucks. Yeah. I spent seven. It's not much, not much. Anyway, that's on. Uh, we also have our masters giveaway, so that is on Facebook. Like and tag someone in that. We have we well, had it open up, but not not long before. Uh, we've got about thirty odd people in that at the moment. So nice,
0: yeah.
1: Somebody's getting it. Somebody is getting it, and then after playing it last night with you, I would be jealous of them if I didn't have it already.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. But I do. So, you know. So, we we are
0: promoting something that we had a
1: lot of fun with last night, so that's always good.
0: <laughs> it's good that we enjoy it. Also, also, Masters of the Universe is a pretty reasonable game, it turns out. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of other things we may have had fun with last night.
1: Um, Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. See what I've done there. It is
0: technically 11.30 at night. I mean, is it? No. I feel like that's the opposite of true. Well, if daylight savings hadn't hit. Did
1: daylight savings hit or go away? Yeah, whatever it is. Whichever way you want to say it. It was great. I actually stayed in bed till, like, the equivalent of 12.30 this afternoon. I I have not done that in a long time. One of my kids was away. The other one was having a girls' night with the wife. So they were in the same bed together. And they just kept watching the same movie they started last night. And I'm like, I've got no noise, no one running around, no one carrying on. No responsibility, not a care in the
0: world. Look at that. great. It was great. (sighs)
1: Anyway, that's on. Go to our Facebook page, see some details about that.
0: I think my and unicorn let's... has a penis. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the title of the episode?
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, last but definitely not least. Sorry, J- Chase is gone. <laughs> Thoughtless bolt. For.
0: Holy shit, I'm back.
1: <laughs> we chucked up the players pack tonight, actually, just before we started recording. So that is all systems ahead. Yes, forward. <laughs> all systems forward. It is on. It is on like Donkey Kong. It is the 17th of June, Sevens tournament. It's going to be fun, it's going to be awesome. It's
0: better we need to know, right? It's the players pack. It's... The players
1: pack looks incredible, mate. It's you've we done a good fun. job.
0: We had fun, so you should come along just to see the players pack, which is on the event on Facebook. Downloadable now, so yes. you don't actually need to physically show up for that. But you know,
1: but after you see the players book, how are you going to help buying a ticket and coming along? Sure. Let's go with it. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. (laughs) Anyway. I wonder if I can win this one.
0: Maybe I'll be Gumby. I reckon we could both play. It's potential. I'll race you. my potential.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think that's it for one night. We've been going about an hour and a half. That's a fairly epic one, especially if it's just me talking for most of it. So by that means we've got no one listening now anyway, because they're sick of my voice. If you haven't already, give us a follow, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. I am planning on jumping on Twitch in the next couple of days as well, doing the, uh, what are we now, April, the March Patreon giveaway, and then just jumping on doing some hobby. I've got a whole heap of things I want to undercoat tomorrow in preparation for that. OnlyFans, God, they're giving me grief. It's become a real chore trying to get that working.
0: That's, that's disappointing. And it's just for a joke. Like,
1: <laughs> I've got an idea. Well, so, I, mean, I say that. It may turn out to be less of a joke than I intended, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it brings in the cash. <laughs>
1: It's not going to bring in the cash. That's not the point. Am I? you can, you can make. Like, I don't. I'm not going to kink shame. No, you. you can make only only fans free to
0: free membership. Yeah, no, but that's just for teaser content,
1: is it? I don't know. I've, I really have not looked into it very. I mean, far. I mean,
0: it's not. You can just make it free, but you've got to subscribe. But it makes it free, but
1: mm-hmm. I feel anyway. Like I've got one more idea about how I can possibly make only fans work. And we'll give that a go in the next couple of days, see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so thank you again very much to our Patreons who somehow feel obligated to throw us money to. Really, I really hope these it's not obligated.
0: I'd feel bad if it was obligated. Well,
1: they sign up
0: for it and they keep going. I mean, it is a, literally a contract that you sign. I mean, it's one that you can cancel at any time. <laughs> you can cancel at so any time. There is an obligation to abide by the rules and regulations that's set out in the contract, but you can cancel it. So it, don't be obligated to become one. Just fulfill the contractual obligations that you sign once you do, if you do, until you decide sure. not to.
1: Sure. Thank you anyway, Like I'm just going to ignore all of that and thank you to our Patreons for for helping us out, giving us a bit of cash to throw towards these competitions and it's allowed us to to be able to give away things like the masters uh, yes. game, which is a hefty, hefty game. so uh, thank you. We have a brand new sponsor just in the last couple sponsor. of days sponsor sponsors what I've got what I've gotten written down Patreon. Brand new Patreon. Since so, when do we get sponsors? I don't know. What do you want to call them? <laughs> Fuck off. It's 11.30. <laughs> um, so thank you, Marcus, for for jumping on board and, and helping us out, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, there you go. Yeah. You win champion. A tournament, win a tournament and become a Patreon. He's That's it. Just a grade A human being right there.
0: Do we count do we count tournament winners as grade A human beings? Is that when
1: well, you came to the tournament?
0: I mean, yes, attendance.
1: Okay, cool. Uh speaking of human beings of some degree description, <laughs> thank you as always to our thoughtless patrons, Alice Clinton Kingsley, you guys are awesome.
0: And also human beings according and to also
1: our human beings. <laughs> You are, is, not, you are not AI chats.
0: <laughs> oh shit, what if they are? <laughs> we have met them all. They are all in our league. I mean, do we know that they are the same people that are the Patreons? No, that's very true. We don't.
1: We uh, welcome
0: our new robot <laughs> overlords. Again, they're paying the bills. I'm good. Yep. <laughs>
1: not paying the Patreon giveaway bills.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, thank <laughs> you for to all you robots for listening.
0: Laters my God, we're being listened to by AI. All right, catch you.